0: And healthy and welcome back to the podcast. It's your host Janine Amopola. Hope you guys are doing amazing today and I am pretty freaking stoked about today's episode. Um, As y'all know I love to talk about dating because there's a lot of young girls on this podcast that are listening and I just get a lot of questions about dating and I get a lot of questions about singleness and what to look for in a partner and how to do dating well and how to do singleness well. And just so many things revolving around dating because I get it. Being single is hard, especially as you're getting older and you're seeing everyone getting married and all this stuff. And so I'm going to be bringing on a dating expert today on the podcast. Her name is Dr. Christy. I'm super excited for y'all to meet her. She does a lot of um, dating advice on her Instagram. She does coaching and everything of that sort. So you guys can check her out. But I'm really hoping that this episode will just kind of help you out of just some things to think about. Um, I definitely know that it left me with some things to think about. And she's just an overall, like, a really great person to learn from and to listen from. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If it helped you out, please let me know on the Happy and Healthy Instagram. Um, I respond to you guys a lot and repost your things. So always feel free to tag us in the stories when you're listening to them. Share when you're listening to them. It helps us out a lot and we really appreciate it. If you are loving this podcast, leave a review that also helps me out a ton and share it with your friends. And I also want to just say thank you to my monthly supporters that are donating financially. Means the world to me. Thank you guys so much for just sowing a seed into happy and healthy. All right, you guys, let's just get right into today's episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's bring on Dr. (laughs) Christy. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am super excited about today's episode because, as y'all know, I love to talk about dating. Like, it's easily one of my most favorite topics. It's always something my friends and I are talking about. And I thought, who better to talk about this topic than Dr. Christy, who is a dating expert, dating coach, also a marriage and family therapist. Dr. Christie, welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you today? Doing so well. Thanks for having me, Janine. So happy to have you on here. Um, why don't you just kind of go ahead and share with my audience who you are, your story, why are you interested in this, and what are we going to be talking about today?
1: Yeah. So, uh, hi, everybody. My name is Dr. Christie Kaderian. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm located in L.A., I'm an LA native, and uh, my interest in this topic basically came pretty early on in life. I'd always be fascinated by fairy tales. I wanted to be a Disney princess. And then growing up, I always loved connecting with people and saw specifically in my family um, and my communities, you know, as a Christian and as an Armenian, how important family was in how we develop our identity and specifically our beliefs around relationships. And I firmly believe that we are created beings um, and we're meant to be in relationship with God and others. And I always have been fascinated and became kind of like a nerd around finding out about relationships, what brings people together. I studied marriage and family therapy um, in my master's degree and did research around kind of what brings people together as well. And then in my own personal journey, I started working um, as a matchmaker at eHarmony when I was single And I kind of did a social experiment on myself and um, used dating apps for the first time when I worked for a dating app uh, company and learned about how we're dating nowadays versus, you know, how our parents met. And so that really was so instrumental in where I am today because I had my own personal journey using dating apps for over five years um, before I met my husband. And then I also coached and helped match people nationally and internationally Um, And so I learned a lot about compatibility, what makes two people really compatible and good candidates for that long lasting love that we all want. And now I specifically work with women and help them really remove those obstacles to finding love, both through the soul work and the strategy work. And I'm so passionate um, about it because I went through it myself and I can really speak to some of the things that we struggle with on this journey. um, And, you know, the joys and the heartaches and how to really use all that to grow as individuals, as well as in our purpose, you know, together with our future person. So that's a little bit about me.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like Mm -hmm. such a cool journey. And I was going to ask you, are you married, dating, but I think I saw a ring on your finger and you're married. (laughs) How long have you been married for?
1: Yeah, we've been married a year and a half. We got married right before COVID when our honeymoon oh, came wow. back and it was a lockdown. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, marriage is such a beautiful thing. And I feel like I can really kind of speak to some of this journey because I've been through so many relationship heartaches. I learned so much along the way um, and I'm continuing to learn in that process. And I think sometimes, especially in our faith-based communities we can almost like idolize marriage but you know there's um struggles in every season of the journey but the growth that I had in my singleness I think really created the marriage that I have today so real the truth is that the season that you're in can really help create the season that you want to be in and the type of season that you want with your future spouse
0: oh gosh I like Mm -hmm. could not agree more like I think there is something so important about you know learning from the past mistakes, kind of trial and error. Like, obviously, I think there's a – it's important to date well and to learn from it and to not just date, you know, almost like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to date this guy and then date this guy and date this guy. Like, Mm -hmm. I think there should be – healthy way that you're obviously going about it. So I guess, can you share with me a little bit, like, what did you discover along the way that you're like, dang, like, I wish I didn't do that. Or now that I've learned that I want to share that with other girls going through this journey of finding that future spouse or finding love that lasts. So what did you kind of learn in that journey? Yeah.
1: So I think that there's a few layers to it. I think, especially being faith-based, there's this idea that you know, that's kind of came from that I kiss dating goodbye, um, whole belief that we shouldn't be dating as believers or that, you know, we should just kind of meet somebody and they're your person. And so pretty early on in my dating journey, I was like, okay, I just was really hesitant because I wanted whoever it to be, it was going to be to be the person I didn't want to, you know, date a bunch of people. Um, I really cared a lot about what people thought of me. And especially in my cultural community, there's a whole nother layer of, okay, well, you don't want to have that reputation or stigma. Unfortunately, sometimes we believe uh, we have as women. So I learned pretty early on that the Lord was really um, teaching me so much and that I could date in a way that honored him. And it didn't have to be like the first person I met was my husband. And early on, I learned that I had to be very discerning and even situations I thought this is the one that ended up not being. And I had to make that decision. And really, I had that... um, anxiety that God would not remove until I ended certain relationships. Um, And I kind of came to a place where I knew that when I had peace with a person, that that was going to be the right person. So I think that the lessons that I learned really were about not caring about what other people think and ultimately living for an audience of one, especially in your dating life, and ultimately living a life that whether you got married or not, you would be proud of and you're doing the things that you want to do. So not just thinking you're in a waiting season. I came to that space when I was like 27 that I said, okay, after a relationship, I sat down with myself. I said, all right, I just want to live the life that I want to live, whether I get married or not, because if I look back on this time, I'm going to regret feeling uh, like I was wasting time or just waiting around um, for that. And if I do get married, I'm going to think, well, what was the point of that? I should have lived up my single life. So I ended up just kind of living the life that God was calling me to and doing what I wanted to do. And eventually um, that led me to, you know, my person. So I think that that's a really big lesson I learned is just live the life you want to right now. And then when you find that person, you're not going to regret kind of waiting or being anxious or um, being depressed during this time.
0: That's so good. Yeah. I, I like completely agree with that because I mean, there was like a season where I was going on, I was using dating apps and I was trying to meet people and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a go and we're going to get into dating apps. Like, don't you worry. But there was definitely a season where I was like, okay, like, especially during the pandemic, I was like, okay, we'll give this a shot. And I know some of my friends, like I could just tell they were judging me. Like I could just tell they're like, why is she on dating apps? And sure, like that was definitely not the way I wanted to meet somebody, but I was like, okay, like, let's try this out. And I actually did meet some really, really awesome people. And I don't think that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not on dating apps anymore. I decided Mm -hmm. as of 2021, I was like, not for me, not doing Mm -hmm. that. But I was like, let me just give this a shot and give this a go. And I did learn a lot of things from that, to be honest. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is hard, though, because obviously, like, you want your friends to like the person you're dating. You want your friend's approval. But also, like, you're the one marrying the person ultimately at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so kind of what you were saying, following the peace and the discernment, peace and discernment, I think, are like the biggest things. Like if you don't have peace about this person and you're feeling restless and anxious, like it's probably not the person for you. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's so great. So you basically help people find the one or the one. I'm not really sure how you feel about the term, the one, how do you feel about that term? The one, because some people think there's only one person for you. And there's also some people that think, you know, you can create the one. What is your stance on that?
1: Yeah. So I really believe in that the one is not it found it's created and it's really in the dynamic of the relationship, but the person it's kind of like how in, you know, our, in Christian faith that, God, you know, chooses you and you choose him kind of at the same time. So I think that when you marry somebody and you have that peace and they meet, you know, the godly standards, you need to meet scriptural standards and spirit. So you kind of have to have that peace in your spirit, as well as meeting those standards that we know are important to creating a relationship. And once you kind of have both of those things and you have that peace, ultimately, I think someone who can come alongside you in your path and purpose and not be an obstacle to what... God has you to do in this life is when you really know. So I think that people really the idea that we have from pop culture of what the one is, is really false. I think those are often really toxic relationships and you shouldn't be looking for this moment of love at first sight. Um, Usually when you feel that, that's probably more of something you want to run away from or look a little bit deeper into rather than, Oh, this is my person. I think it develops over time and you really create that relationship that you want through what you bring and through what the other person brings.
0: I completely agree with that. I think, yeah, the, the whole concept of just like there's one person out there for you is kind of wrong. Cause I mean, yeah, if I look back, there was a lot of guys that had, All the characteristics I was looking for and I could have made it work, but I still was just like, this just is not it. But if you Mm -hmm. really wanted to, you could make it work because we're both Christians, you know, dedicated to the person, committed, blah, blah, blah. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: yeah, I think the finding just the one can kind of pigeonhole you and you end up staying with someone toxic because you're like, but this is the one. And it's like, but you know, what if they're abusing you, then what, yeah. you know? So <laughs> exactly. yeah, I, I like that you have that stance. Mm-hmm. So, okay. My audience are, it's like 90% women on here. And I know a lot of them come to me and they're like, I'm single. I'm scared of dating. You know what? I, I don't, should I use dating apps? Should I not? How should I put myself out there? I'm really scared to get hurt, etc., etc. Like what would you say are some tips for those single girls that they kind of want to get back out there, but they're nervous? How should they go about this process of finding the quote unquote, the one?
1: Yeah. So I also work with mostly women. And I think one of the things that comes up a lot in my work with women is oftentimes I work with really ambitious women in every area of their life. They're um, living intentionally. They're pursuing their dreams. They're creating amazing friendships and businesses and careers. And then when it comes to their dating life, we have what I liked to call during the pandemic, prime delivery dating. So we're kind of waiting for a person with the prime <laughs> delivery um, during the pandemic. And whether or not you feel like dating apps are the right route for you, you really want to have intentionality behind a desire in your heart. If you have that desire in your heart that you want to be with somebody, you really want to look at, okay, is there something internally I can work on while I'm also becoming available to this? possibility externally. So really look at if you're not doing online dating, what are you doing offline? There's way, there's so many different ways that you can meet the right person. But the important part is that you're putting in your effort. I always say there are things that we can't control in dating. And those two things are timing and chemistry. Can't control timing when that person comes into our life. And we really can't control chemistry, like you said. But the things that we so can true. control are our own personal work on ourselves, that emotional, spiritual, mental work as well as our effort. Those are things that we can control. So whatever it is, like if you had any other goal, like you wanted to get a job, you want to just sit at home and text your girl, girl text group, uh, group chat. Oh, I'm so single. And, you know, you're just watching Netflix, you would probably, you know, want to put a job application out there if you're looking for a job. So the same way with dating, if you're wanting that you're doing your part and you're trusting God or, you know, life to bring you the person too.
0: That's definitely good advice. And I like that you talked about even just dealing with, like, yourself as single, like, the, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual side as well. Because I think that is super, super important. There's just so many people, I think, that are unhealthy and they don't even know it. And they're like, okay, like, I'm just going to go to this person because they, they assume that the relationship is going to make them happy or fulfilled or finally You know, because you look at social media, you look at movies, and you're like, okay, that person now suddenly is happier and their life is better because they're with somebody. And that's not necessarily true. There's always more than meets the eye. And I think being fulfilled and being self-sustained and, you know, knowing your identity in the Lord and all of that, being healthy apart from a person is so, so wise to do. But I don't think a lot of people know how to do that. You know, they don't really know the first steps. And so what would you kind of say are some of those just steps someone can take in this season before they're entering into the dating stage to get healthy and to be ready for a relationship?
1: Yeah, great question. So what I say, and I teach my clients this, is create a criteria sandwich. So these are the things that you're looking for in a potential partner. And uh, the way that I really categorize them is that you have your must-haves, things that they have to have. Um, you have your like-to-haves, like this would be nice to have some of these similarities, but they're not that, that crucial to the compatibility. And then you have your deal-breakers. And pretend you're at Subway kind of creating the sandwich. So you don't want to overdo the carbs. So your must-haves and deal-breakers are the button, the top and bottom button. So you have a few of those each. But in your like-to-haves, you can have as many as you want. Put all the toppings, banana peppers, whatever. Um, and then that's really how you want to create the idea of who you're looking for. And then I would look internally. So let's say you want someone who's really financially stable or really healthy. I would take that inventory myself. Am I financially literate and stable? Am I doing what I love pursuing my passions? Am I at the place of health that I want to be at? Because oftentimes we're looking for that kind of Jerry Maguire, you complete me thing because the things we want in someone else, we really feel like insecure about in ourselves. So do that work yourself so that you're attracting someone who's has those similar values um, as you do and not you're looking for someone to complete something you think that you lack. And that's really how you can go about creating that healthy dynamic when you do find the person.
0: That's so good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I actually completely agree with that. Like they always say like to look for the same type of person that you want to attract, which I completely agree. Yeah. Um, My next question is, so you've been a marriage and family therapist. You've walked through, I'm sure a ton of relationships that needed fixing and healing and there was mistrust and misbroken or brokenness or whatever. What do you think are some qualities that obviously make like a really good healthy relationship that people should be looking for? And then on the flip side, what are some mistakes that you think people are making that are preventing them from having a good relationship?
1: Great question. So one of the things that I think we often get wrong is, and we know this from research specifically that I did um, at Harmony, is that we think that opposites attract. But really, the truth is that the more similar you are in really important ways to your partner, the more likely you are to have that lo- long-lasting relationship. So many of those marriages um, that I saw that were having those struggles is that they were so different in really important ways. Um, that it was really hard to connect and communicate. Um, And they often really liked things about that person because they were different rather than them liking those things about the person because they felt like it was a fit. So we really want to do that internal work to say, what are my values and where do I need alignment with a future partner? And where are some things that we can complement each other and be really clear about those so that you're not um, swapping the two and creating more disconnect in your marriage or future relationship, then connection. And then the other thing I would say is to really um, see somebody's character over time. So often, wow. my clients often joke that I sound like a broken record when I say this, but really the way you get to know somebody is their consistent character over time. So anybody can be somebody in the first month of a relationship, but are they the same person in month five or six or 10? And so the way that you really get to know someone's character is allow that to develop over time. Often what happens in our culture, unfortunately, is that the physical connection and chemistry just goes out the roof right away. And it doesn't give the emotional, spiritual, mental chemistry that time to catch up. And so in this hookup culture, we just don't get to know enough about a person. And we're just relying on physical chemistry, which is not strong enough for a strong foundation of relationship. We need that, but we need everything else um, to develop. So I think really giving it that time to develop all those things, you know, simultaneously um, is really important to see if someone can be a good fit for you.
0: Gosh, that is like the best answer. Seriously. I, I've experienced that the hard way. And I've even just like, there's this other friend of mine that she also does like dating advice and stuff. And She said that one time she was like, you need to give it like three to six months. And I was like, okay, that is so long. And it is so true though. Like anybody can claim who they are. They can say this, they can make you feel so amazing in the first month. But yeah, consistency I think is absolutely key. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the best, best, like the best advice I've ever personally Mm -hmm. heard. And I always tell that to girls as well, because I think oftentimes girls tend to just jump ahead and they're like, this is the one I'm marrying this guy. And he makes me feel so Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. And then time goes on and he starts calling less, texting less. And you're like, wait, where did that feeling go? And that's why I think it is so important to give that time. Mm -hmm. So, What would you say though? Because regarding time, like, say someone's been going on a couple of dates, like, when should they maybe go official or when should they finally say, okay, we're putting a label on this? Like, do you still recommend the three to six months? Is it okay if it's two months, if he's been consistent? Like, when would you say is a good time to actually be like, all right, we're becoming official?
1: yeah, so it's different for every person. But what I really think is that the more that you get to know somebody in context, so this is really what I teach in the third step of my methodology is that, you know, the first few dates, you can get to know somebody based on what they, you know, say to you. But some of the questions and some of the things that we all decided are really important to us, you know, are they kind? Are they generous? If you ask somebody point blank or you ask on a dating app, like, are you a nice person? You know, you, you're not going to get an honest answer. But when you shift to the tr- place of what I call context states, you're getting to know somebody in context of their environment. So you're going to, you know, mini golfing, you're getting to know, like, are they a good sport? Like, uh, what type of personality do they have? Um, When something annoying happens, someone's kind of walking slowly in front of them. That's where you really get to know someone's character in context. So you want to really in those stages, not get to a place of commitment until you know someone in context. So try to you know, get to a place where you can hang out with friends and family and just really know someone's full picture of who they are with their friends, with yours, uh, with, you know, how they treat the waiter, little things like that tell you so much more about a person than what they're going to tell you at, at base value. So that's when you can really start asking that question. Do I want to be exclusive with that person? And don't give your investment until you have that level of commitment. Oftentimes it's women, we kind of, invest everything into this one person put all our eggs in one basket as they say and then we're so emotionally invested that we're not able to see the red flags that come up in that time so be really open and don't emotionally invest until you're in that space where they've done enough to give you that um, green light to invest in that way in them
0: Mm, that's also Mm -hmm. so good because yeah you're absolutely right again I think so many women are just like I'm going to only focus on this guy, put all my time and energy, this is the one. And then, like, other guys are like, hey, can I ask you out on a date? And they're like, no, sorry. Mm -hmm. But it's like you've only been on, like, maybe two or three dates with this person, which I've talked about this before in my podcast, how I'm all for, like, giving it a shot with one person and really feeling it out and honoring that person Mm -hmm. and not playing games. But also if that person isn't emotionally fully investing, then you're not committed to them. You know, like, if Mm -hmm. another person comes that asks you out on a date – say, yeah, you know, but don't be playing games. And I think still being clear and kind and intentional and all that stuff. And yes. is that something that you t- teach your people as well as to not just pigeonhole yourself to one person in the beginning stages? Yes, I definitely say that. I think it's
1: really hard because we, you know, we're monogamous, you know, we want a monogamous yeah. relationship. So it's hard to think, Oh, I'm liking this guy. We have this, you know, this is going well. It's hard not to picture yourself in the wedding dress and him at the end of the aisle, But unfortunately, what happens is we're investing too early and that creates Mm. emotional intimacy with somebody. And often, especially in faith-based cultures, we overemphasize, okay, no physical, you know, we can't cross those physical boundaries, but then we're emotionally crossing way more boundaries than we really would if we knew that we weren't going to marry that person. So I think we have to really have um, honest conversations with ourselves around, are we crossing emotional boundaries that we wouldn't want to if we knew we weren't? going to marry that person and I would say being really open with your communication you know if you want to be exclusive with somebody don't just say oh well they haven't brought it up yet you can feel empowered to say you know I really love to hang out with you and I'm not dating anybody else and just see you know don't have don't be um clearly heartbroken if they're not ready for that yet but you can feel really empowered saying this is where I'm at and see where where they are at as well so that you're not Just, um, you know, giving away all of your power in that relationship dynamic and you're able to say, okay, this is how I'm feeling and seeing how they react is a really great indicator of if they can really respond and hold your emotions too.
0: I think that's, again, like so true. I think we have very, very similar viewpoints on dating here because, yeah, I'm the same way as well. Like I'm not going to, in my mind, I think I used to do this, but I've learned Don't do that. Don't, like, emotionally invest. Don't be fully, like, this is the one. And also, I think asking a guy, like, I mean, hopefully the guy that you're pursuing or, sorry, that's pursuing you. Because I still kind of, like, believe in the typical, like, masculine versus feminine energy of him pursuing and you sitting back and receiving. Um, Hopefully, he's making his intentions clear. Hopefully, he is, like, I want to pursue you. I want to get to know you with clarity, kindness, transparency, intentionality. But sometimes guys don't do that, and you're kind of like, okay, like, what is this? This is, like, day three, and I'm not really sure where we stand. And I think, yeah, it's okay for the girl to be like, what are your intentions with me? Where do you see this going? Because, like, no one wants their time to be wasted. And, yeah, I I don't also just, like, want to be going on random dates just to go on random dates. Like, I don't need you to buy me dinner like I can buy myself dinner. So, which is, it's sweet and it's kind, but it's also, like, is this leading to something or is it not? And so, yeah, I think that's totally awesome for, you know, someone to be asking like, where is this going at a certain time point? Mm -hmm. If you're not feeling clear about like, this is going down the direction I want it to go. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: I think the biggest thing here is that sometimes we're in these dynamics and we end up really um, losing trust in ourselves because we think, oh, I thought that guy was really interested. And then they ended up falling off or they weren't. And really, we want to nip that in the bud ultimately we want to trust ourselves and if you're feeling like there's a dynamic that's shifted they used to blow up your phone and then after the third date that you can barely get a text back during that day trust yourself you're probably right and so yeah. if you need to stand up for your own needs there's no in no way is that being desperate or clingy you're just getting clarity and you should never feel bad for asking for clarity and that and if anything that can really give you that um, you know, com- confirmation that, okay, I'm going to move forward before you get so emotionally invested. And you think, Oh, what, did, what happened? What did I do? You don't do anything wrong. It's just, if that's where it's ha- what's happening, that's fine. You
0: just, you know, move forward, like keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. And that's so good as well. Like, I think, I love that. You're just like, okay, you just move forward. Like it's, you, it's not a lose just because you didn't go, it, that, it didn't work out with that person. Mm-hmm. I think if anything, it's a win because you're like, now I know, I got my clarity, I saw that he didn't show up, he didn't text me back, he started getting flaky and ghosty, that again shows more about his character than it does about yours, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like, okay, you know, it, it it didn't work out, that's part of life, and I think a lot of people need to have that mindset just a little bit more of like, that's kind of what dating is, is it's figuring out, like, is this going to work or is it not, mm-hmm. and that's why not being too invested too early on is good, because then you're not like, oh, dang, like, I was so in this to win this and he Mm -hmm. wasn't. And then you feel like, like, what is wrong with me? Which is why I like that you mentioned it's not anything wrong with you. It maybe might have been him. Or there's just a lack of compatibility, and that is completely okay. Like, it's not – not every person you meet is going to be super compatible and super chemistry or whatever. And so, yeah, not putting so much pressure also because I think so many girls – They don't go on dates enough that they're like, okay, this guy, I'm saying yes. So if I say yes to this date, this must mean like this guy has to be it. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, no. (laughs) But I mean, I also don't want people thinking like you need to be going on a date every single week. But if someone asks you, I feel like it's okay for you to put yourself out there and be like, all right, I'll, I'll try this. Why not?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's where we really have to, um, be, guarded and guard our heart against discouragement because discouragement is the number one thing that can keep you from finding your person or putting yourself out there as we get so emotionally invested. And then we get so discouraged when something doesn't work out. But often, you know, there's that saying man's rejection is God's protection or like, you know, really grateful sometimes when we don't get the thing. I know I can say that about so many relationships. I'm like, I wanted this to work out so badly and I'm so glad it didn't. So we have to just be humble and really surrender that journey to, okay, I put in what I, what I could, and it didn't work out. And that was God's redirection to somebody else, someone better for me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So I kind of want to transition really quickly into more of the dating apps route in really putting yourself out there and everything of that sort. First of all, I do want to know, do you think that it's wise that a girl asks a guy out first or that she shoots her shot first? Like, what would your what's your thinking on that? Whether that's social media, dating apps, anything. Yeah, so
1: I've been on both sides of that. I'm pretty traditional in the sense that I think that you want to set up the expectation in a future relationship that you want someone to really be the leader in your, you know, yeah. the, if you're a female and um, you want the man to really be the leader. Um, but I do think that – it's wise sometimes to just be open. Oftentimes I worked with a lot of men as well. um, And oftentimes the mentality is, they're really afraid. (laughs) Like sometimes we think, Oh, they're not asking me out. I'm putting out all the, and they honestly have no, sometimes they're really no offense to guys, but we think that they're way more in tune with signals than they are. So I would say that if you are really interested in somebody or that you, you know, you have somebody in that circle, that just being open, maybe a little bit more than you think you are already, uh, can really give that uh, opportunity to connect with that person And, you know, if you're meeting them like offline, like not on a dating app, I think that that's really important to do because they might think, you know, you're just being friendly or whatever. Um, So it's really important to kind of give a little signal, but still allow them to pursue you. Um, The place that I do think it's important to kind of move along the process if the person isn't is on dating apps when you're messaging back and forth. And I really teach my clients how to get from a message to like a FaceTime or in-person within five messages or less. Obviously you want a lot of substance there, but what you don't want to have happen is enter like a texting relationship with somebody for weeks and before you've even met them because you create this idea of who they are and if you have chemistry or not. And then when you meet them in person, you can be very disappointed and you invested all that time and energy. So that's one place that I would say, Hey, you know, I don't check this app too much. Like, would you mind hopping on FaceTime and then letting them take it from there? But in order to really preserve your own time and emotional investment, that's one place I say like, okay, transition off of the app, just so you can really get to know the person, but really let them take it from there.
0: I think that's so great and so true. And I like even just going back to, you know, whether she should ask first, I think it's okay to give a guy a little bit of a hint or throw a little bit of a bone. Like Mm -hmm. I've done this before where I just followed him on Instagram And then I was like, all right, like, that's all I'm going to do, and then we're going to see what happens from there. And he ends up DMing me, asking me out on a date. And so I think stuff like that works, but, like, I personally don't – I would never really ask a guy out first, and I would never, like, slide in his DMs and be like, hey, I'm interested in you, want to go on a date. Like, I don't know. I think that's just kind of reversing the roles, but – I know in 2021 that can get kind of mm-hmm. iffy now, but I do kind of want, I personally want a guy to like lead and initiate and pursue and everything of that sort.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And if you do, you know, if they, if you're a woman and you do take that first, you know, step or ask them out first, just really pay attention to if that's always the dynamic. Are you always texting? Yeah. Are you all like, you don't want that to be the case because that yeah. might just signal that they're not really that interested or engaged. And you're, you're so worth so much. Like you're so valuable if they don't see that then that might be a sign that they're not your person.
0: Oh, that's such a good point to Mm -hmm. add. Okay, so dating apps. What are just like your overall tips? Like I guess some final tips for that for girls that are like, I'm scared to use dating apps. I want to try this thing out. Like what are your tips just on dating apps in general? Yeah, so what
1: I say about dating apps, especially to women, is that they're just a tool. So it's just one avenue you could meet somebody, you can meet your person. And the analogy I use is with makeup because, you know, we all love makeup. We can all buy the same, um, you know, makeup from Sephora, high-end, whatever, um, as any amazing makeup artist. But it's the way that we apply it. We can apply really sensitive makeup in a way that doesn't look great. Or if someone's a makeup artist, they can apply that same makeup and make you look, you know, so amazing on camera or whatever it is. So it's the same thing with dating apps. It's really about how you apply the tool And how you get that wisdom of applying it because you could be in the sea of dating apps and not have like a strategy or an overall idea of who you're looking for, and then you won't find them. So the work beforehand, like we said, figuring out who you're looking for, creating a profile that really connects and attracts that type of person and not someone who's just looking for, you know, a casual thing, Um, paying attention to what you're saying on there, if your faith's important bringing that up on your profile if you have important you know your career whatever it is Um, i always say when you create a dating app it's more like creating a cover letter so it's like specifically why do you want to work for that company rather than like a resume Mm. of like okay this is just generally about me you're looking for your specific match and what would they be looking for if they're looking for you so if you're for example looking for a godly man who's ambitious you know athletic whatever likes traveling then that's what you would be putting on your profile and you're reverse engineering that. Um, so really paying attention to that. I think sometimes we can fall into, we want to, you know, put the nicest photo of us wearing something that might be <laughs> a tra- attractive, quote unquote, but then you're attracting the wrong kind of attention there. So mm. I think that's really important to keep in mind. And it's more about like how you're using the tool rather than the app itself. I've had clients meet people on every single dating app, but you really want to pay attention to, okay, if I'm looking for Christians, like, in my area, what dating apps are a lot of Christians using or, um, what, which ones are more relationship minded. Not that you can't meet your person on a a Bumble or something like that, but you really want to be specific and strategic and not get too overwhelmed. So I really say limit the amount of time you're on the app, similar to like social media, you want to spend all your time on the app. You want to kind of limit that and do your part, but not get overwhelmed in this like game of swiping through thousands of profiles because then they start becoming just two dimensional rather than real, real human beings across the screen. So those are a few of my tips in general, but I would say just try it out. Maybe little baby steps, try one app that gives you a few matches, see how you like it, try to invest time like every day um, in, in it and just kind of see how it evolves. Um, And then if an app you haven't really met someone that's a good fit in a few weeks, maybe try a different one.
0: Okay. That's actually really good advice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm also someone like, I'm not against dating apps. I just found that they weren't really for me, Mm -hmm. but I think, you know, as a final note, like if you are just living your life and you're maybe going to church or you're going to coffee shops a ton, or you're trying to meet new people, you're just going to social events. Like I think organically you'll start meeting people. And I just think as you're living your life, Yeah, what you were saying earlier, like, the timing is something you can't control, which really sucks as I know we get impatient and we're like, I just want this person now. Mm -hmm. But I think as you're just living your life fulfilled and happy and you're putting yourself out there and you're not, you know, going everywhere desperately being like, I need to find someone at this place and this place, like, I really do believe God will just, you know, bring the person at the right timing when you're Mm -hmm. ready and he's ready and everything. And so not putting so much stress on it. And so, and like so much worry and fear out of it and not dating from a place of lack, but a place of abundance Mm -hmm. and not dating at a place of insecurity and of like, if I don't find someone before 30, uh, you know, this is going to happen. Like, I just think be confident in who you are and in this season and um, own your singleness because it is a very, very special season and be okay to put yourself out there and also say no if you don't want to do it like it's Mm -hmm. totally fine Mm -hmm. if someone dms you and says hey do you want to go on a date and you're not interested you are more than you know happy to say no you're more than capable to say no if you don't Mm -hmm. want to exactly yeah i would say that just owning the season that
1: you're in helps you will will help you own the next season so if you're really wanting to be in that season where you're married or with your person. Oh, live fully in this one right now. Go to events, not because you think there's going to be single people there, but that you truly enjoy them. Um, mm, and yeah. I, I will say like, I had that same mentality. I was like, I need to meet someone by 30. I did meet my husband at 30. Um, but I, if I met him before then, so many things in my life, I wouldn't have had those opportunities. Like I wouldn't have got my doctorate. I wouldn't have worked for eHarmony or worked for MATCH um so many things would not have happened in my life if i got married at that time so you might think that it's the better path um to meet someone by a certain age or it looks better you feel better about it but really god wants to do something right now that if you were married it would not be part of your plan so really own this fully and that will help you show up in the next season really fully too
0: that's so cool yeah it really the lord does really ordain every step every timing every moment and then you're able to look back and see how it all lined up and you're like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. he he was working that whole time and I didn't even see it and I like and I think giving him glory and praise of being like thank you God for protecting me that your timing is better than mine because again if we're impatient we might be getting some things that we really don't need or that are just unhealthy because we're rushing Mm -hmm. the waiting season so I love that you said that um, so, yeah, where can they find you now? Like, do are you putting out? I'm assuming you're, I looked at your Instagram, like you're putting out different dating content and advice. So, um, share with them where they can find you and listen to more of your stuff if they're interested.
1: Yeah. So, you can find me on Instagram at The Date Doctor Christie. And you can also go to my website, therapyfordating.com. I have a few cool freebies. Which dating app is right for you? Specifically, if you're a Christian, I have a single ladies devotional, um, email devotional that I um, have on there. So there's a few really great um, tips and things that I share on my social and on my website. So feel free to check me out there.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me. That was such an awesome conversation and I really hope that this blesses somebody. I'm sure it will. And yeah, I just loved hearing your input on everything. So you guys can check out her socials. They'll be all linked down below on the YouTube and the Instagram or sorry. Yeah. And the Instagram and the podcast information. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to do this with me and I will see you soon. Thank you so much, Janine. Have a good one. All right, you guys, that was today's episode with Dr. Christy. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and just learned something new. I know dating really can be kind of scary and it's intimidating and you're like, do I put myself out there? Do I not put myself out there? Maybe you're putting yourself out there a little too much and maybe you need to take a break. I don't know. But I just think, you know, whatever you're doing in this dating season, just surrendering it to the Lord and having wise counsel around you, I think is really and really important And just trusting his timing and trusting his peace, kind of like what we were saying, it is so ordained and it really is. And I just think if you're doing the single season well, it really, really, really matters. So take care of your soul. Take care of your heart. Take care of the past hurts. Excuse me. Take care of the mental health aspect. Take care of just your faith and all that stuff because I really do believe that that matters. Read books. There's one book right here that I actually know my assistant has it. It's called The Sacred Search. Highly, highly, highly recommend this book. I think it'll be really, really good for y'all to check out. It's called The Sacred Search by Gary Thomas. Check out that book. But I love you guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I will be having more guests for y'all coming soon. Stay tuned for that, and I will see you guys next Tuesday for another episode of Happy Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys. (laughs)